Hi, I'm Cody Alexander. Welcome to another The Art of X show. Today we're talking about flexbone defense. We're going with part two. This will be covering all of the motions that are critical to defending this uh, unique offense. And, and, you know, the biggest part of this necessarily outside of structure. So whether you're a 3-4 or you're a 4-3 how or you're a stack, however you're going to defend it is how you react to the motions. Again, in part one, I laid out the 3-4 split field coverage, why I liked it, why I like that spacing against this offense. In fact, if you look at most of the uh, the academies at the Division One level, they run variations of a 3-4. I, I just like the way that it spaces out across it. Uh, and so the split field coverage aspect of this, uh, for me, really comes down to reacting to the motions. And that's kind of the biggest part of the flex bone outside of actually lining up and not giving them any kind of gift reads off of, off of your base alignment. So let's get into the motions. The one thing that you have to understand with motions is the way that you teach your corners and your safeties to communicate and what different motions mean in this in this offense. So if I'm a corner, so we're just going to start out outside and work in. If I'm a corner and I see and remember, remember we're in we're in what I would call quarters covered. We call it mod or we call it sky. When I'm looking at, I've got my my triangle. Right. So I've got my receiver and I've got my slot receiver. Uh, so when I'm looking from receiver to slot, I'm making sure that when that guy motions, boom, I snap my eyes directly to one. I become man coverage. If I don't feel that guy motion, then I'm going to what I call rail it or which is just zone quarters. And I'm going to bail out looking at the mesh, by, but reading my my receiver in the peripheral. Most times in the boundary, that's where you get the, the fade wheel. Normally don't get a fade wheel uh, into the field unless they reduce. And so you should be able to have your dividers, your divider rules your, and your split rules and all that. Now, our split rule within the flex bone is anytime we get a flex set or we get two stat receivers stacked together, we're going to check the cloud. So anytime we call that flex in the flex bone. So anytime you get a flex set, you want to make sure that you are running cloud covered. So let's get into the motions uh, and talk to them about it. So the very first motion that we're going to go to is the, you know, flex bone one-on-one. Okay. We've got a split set, meaning everybody's wide. We've got our two slot receivers and we got our fullback. Now I'm always going to work all, all these motions. I'm going to work from, from the defense's right to the left, just to make it easy for everybody and, and, and give a, give a visual it goes the same way remember this is a true two by two offense so if you run flex i mean if you run a split field defense everything reacts to the same again this is why i like a split field defense because i don't have to worry about are we slingshotting are we rocking and rolling are we doing anything different uh to me i want to be uh, as static as possible pre-snap for the numbers and then we will react to everything post-snap off of what we get so all we're going to have is we're going to have the slot to the right what i would call the weak slot and he's just going to motion behind it's just a regular orbit motion now the way that i teach the safeties is this i want to read my slot and the other slot at the same time i need to have just like you would teach a corner a triangle or use your peripheral read and off coverage off zone coverage we're going to do the same thing for the safeties now there's a couple of things that you can do to help them out i like a slight tilt inside i like to be outside alignment of the slot and i like to have a slight tilt inside 
The reason I like that is because our first step, if they were to motion towards me, is to just take a step down. It's a sink technique. We are not slamming down. You will get in trouble if you start slamming down. Uh, again, I was at Midlothian for three years when we ran the flex bone. One of the biggest things that they would get us, especially with the younger safeties, is the moment that they start feeling that safety come just hammering down, they would just leak out the slot on, on a, a little sail route and that backside safety can't get to it, you slam that safety down, and it's just an easy throw for that quarterback. He's got to throw over pressure. So what I tell them is sink down. It's literally the opposite of our step-off technique. It's a step replace, but we are stepping down on the outside shoulder. I want to still watch the non-motion slot because his departure angle is going to tell me where the ball is going. If he arcs, the ball is going outside. If he's down, it's going, it's going right off tackle. If he inserts, it's going behind him just like it would be on an ISO play with, with Y off. Safeties have to understand that I'm looking at my slot but I'm also looking at the other slot. Now, some guys will tell their guys to just cross key it. I don't necessarily want to cross key it. I think of it more of like a high beam, low beam. I want a high beam on my slot. I want a low beam on the other slot. I just need to feel the motion coming. So I know to sink down. I give a, uh, we just give a, a motion call and all he's going to do when he gets his guy motion. And I'm talking about the back, uh, the boundary safety, which would be to the motion side. Once his slot starts to motion, he's just going to give a motion, motion, motion. You can give a, a color, a number, or whatever you want to call. Uh, and all he's going to do is crab. And all crab means I'm going I'm to just step, replace, step, replace, going sideways. So I'm just going to crab through. I All I need to do is be able to stack that tackle and be able to get to the vertical of the opposite slot. Defending the flex bone, if you can do this and you can defend the motions and you can line up correctly, you can defend any offense. I, it, it was eye-opening for me I, I had never worked in a flex bone wing tee ever and then I got to Midlothian and I felt it made me such a better defensive coach because of the way that you have to defend things you can't just blitz in the, the flex bone into oblivion which we'll talk about in part three you can't just go ahead and do funky alignments or anything like that because they'll find they'll find where you're weak weak at and then they'll attack it uh, you know it's very much an if then offense and, and unless you can just line up in the gaps and you can man cover everybody uh, and you've got a dude at free safety. We played sock one year, South Oak cliff one year. And that's what they had. They had a bunch of D one kids. They got in gaps and they just manned us up and we, we had no answer for it. Uh, so that's kind of where you get in trouble in this offense. It, it's hard to manufacture some things uh, in this offense if you just don't have the dudes. But the one thing that they can do is if you miss a line one time or you're not reacting to emotion, they're going to out leverage you. And then it's, it's, it's going to be a house call. So we want these guys, these safeties, everything is a step or place. Everything is slow until you need to be fast right everything is slow through the snap of the ball once we see where the non-motion slot is is going to to go and where his departure is then we're reacting off of it so the other part too is you don't want him to start running over there because the second the second motion that we're going to talk about is the twirl what i call twirl motion or return motion the moment you start doing that they're going to return motion you they're going to out leverage you and then you everybody's walled up inside you got one corner out there on a receiver and if their receivers can block which most flex bond offenses their receivers can block now you're in trouble so again let's go through this orbit motion just typical flex bone 101 orbit motion we're going we got defense uh motion from the right to the left my safety's going to sink down with his eyes on his slot so the moment that he gets motion to me his eyes are going to get to his slot 
seeing that motion all the way through. That's what we call through to two. So I want to watch my guy through the fullback and then snap my eyes to two because he's going to tell me where the ball's going. So if it's a pass, he's going to go vertical. The other thing that I always taught my DBs, especially in the flex bone offense, was look at their eyes. If their eyes are to me, they're blocking me, right? Because if their eyes are down the field, they're trying to get to a spot. Okay, remember, these offenses, they don't necessarily run a, a, an extended route tree. So if they're not looking at me or they're not looking at a defender, it is a pass. So I need to then think, okay, something's up. So when we get this motion, I'm going to sink down to about – so I'm aligned at 9 to 8. I'm going to sink down to about 6. Because all I need to do is, if it is pass, is sail technique, which is just open up and, and backpedal over top of the orbit motion and look for that a sail route coming back. Because that's the one thing, because I, I get asked that, and that was the one way that our offense would attack us if we were too heavy with that safety, is that they would just run simple flood, and the flat route would be the orbit motion, and then they would sneak that little sail route. Because remember, your backside safety is working over the top from the backside. He's chasing. It's the same thing like solo. So if you ever teach solo or poach technique, it's the same thing. What's the one thing that you don't want in a poach technique? You don't want that guy running a corner route away from that safety and with no help away from him. So that's kind of how we alleviated that. Any Anytime that we'd get motion away, that jack backer or that outside linebacker would just snap down to the line of scrimmage and play heavy right there on the line of scrimmage. If it's passed, you can have them cut one. But remember, we're in man coverage if you get motion away. So the corner on the right-hand side as it's motioning away to the left, it's going to snap his eyes to one and he's got man coverage. If I'm the corner, I'm just going to start – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bail out as quickly as I, I possibly can. That way I can kind of see everything and allow that safety to fit underneath me. So we still have a cap, we still have an intermediate, and we still have a flat route defender. And really what we're trying to do here is if it does end up being passed, that Sam linebacker is working through that slot to the quarterback. He would be first contained and then let that mic wrap around on the other side. What we really tried to do is not get those, those uh, outside linebackers too much involved in the passing game. Our biggest thing was we've got four DBs. So let's cover the four receivers. That was the biggest thing for us. We've got the two slots. We've got the two receivers. Let's let them cover it out. So that is your typical one-on-one movement. We're working through the fullback. I'm uh, If my, my guy's motioning, I'm going to crab, try and get in that B gap. If I, the motion's to me, I'm going to sink on top of my safety outside leverage, making sure that I cannot get hooked inside. That's another issue as guys start sinking inside and then they get hooked by the arc. I want to sink outside kind of at an angle. That way, if that guy arcs, I can go fit that up real quick and hit that thick and be the force player and be and work off into the pitch on that. Okay, now the next one off of this is twirl motion. Anytime we have a twirl, we are taking it. Twirl equals take. You're blitzing the twirl. That's a, it's essentially blitzing from depth from the twirl. So we get the same motion, the but he doesn't cross the fullback. And normally we got really good at, you can tell the angle of it. A lot of times on these twirl motions, they'll actually angle at the fullback and it won't be as deep of an angle because they don't, they're not going across. So they'll kind of aim at that fullback so they don't get too deep. That was one of the things that, that our kids kind of picked up and that we kind of relied on was look at the angle. If you feel that guy going, he's going to run into the fullback, he can't run into the fullback. So he's going to twirl out. And so you, we could get our safeties to almost not even move once they kind of saw that. So once you get that twirl, we want to now 
slam down on that thing. I'm blitzing to the outside shoulder as fast as I possibly can to go set that edge. I want to meet that guy as close to the box as I possibly can. Now, the biggest thing that you have to do is I don't want to just run up the field. The moment I run up the field, you give what's called a duck up or you can they can backdoor you. It's just like a corner in a screen. You don't want to just run by the screen, the screen block, especially on a bubble. You don't want to just run by that. That way you want to dip and rip. You want to be real thick through that and you want to almost set the edge. I should be, I should be parallel to the line of scrimmage when I meet that block. Okay. And we work this in a drill. We would have them work that twirl motion and we would meet them at the line of scrimmage and really hit it thick and really be square. That's a, a one of the things that DBs tend to do. You see this a lot of times on, on, on Saturdays, sometimes, especially in these bigger formations, these 12 personnel formations where they get in wings, you'll get a corner down there. And the first thing he'll do is he'll just turn perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, giving the chest to the blocker and then just get blasted out of there. Uh, so what we want to do, especially a DB wise, we want to keep everything square. Right. And this goes and this is just kind of goes as good defensive, right? just defensive teaching. Uh, and again, when you when you go against the flex bone, it really forces your defense to be very technically sound. So we wanted the safeties to then when they get to line of scrimmage, you should be square and you're going to hit that. You're going to hit that slot on the outside shoulder prepared for the cut. Now, in in, in Texas, uh, our guys can still cut a little bit. Uh, but I know in other states they can't cut, so you want to make sure that you you fit that thing outside shoulder, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work my hands on on those shoulder pads, and I'm really gonna set that that way. If anything, if you do get a pitch, you're making that thing run the hump as much as you can and let everybody rally. Now, what about the safety that's sinking down? Remember, I don't want to just be, I don't want to slam down. So all I want to do is be sinking down. The moment I hear twirl, boom, I'm snapping my eyes to the non-motion slot because a non-motion slot doesn't lie. As he, what's probably going to happen is that he's going to run the orbit. So as he's running the orbit, now they're doing some sort of like counter option. They're running some sort of trap option. They're doing something where he's now coming across and it's, they're, they're going to have to time it out. So that's why he's not motioning. So now he's coming across for the pitch. If I see him go across, I just want to start traveling. Remember, I'm quarterback, cutback, reverse. We want to make sure that we stay at home and we never cross the center until we know the ball is out and the ball has crossed the center. So the worst thing that can happen is that your safety chases that guy on the orbit and then they, they, hit, a, they hit a trap on the back backside or they just do some sort of counter option where where they just hit a dive on the backside and now now you're screwed uh, so we want to make sure that we understand that so again let's go over the two basic motions that you're going to get regular orbit motion i'm through to two i'm crabbing if it's my guy if it uh, if i'm the the safety to the motion i'm going to sink down very slowly reading the non-motion slot if i'm a corner and i get motion away from me snap my eyes it's meg coverage if i'm the corner and i see motion to me I'm zoning off. If I'm the safety and I get a twirl, take it. Go right now. Let's talk about flex and how that changes it. Now we're in cloud. Okay. So flex means that we've got a stack on the box. It's close to the box. Uh, it could be a tight end wing. Okay. And a lot of times in these, in these uh, flex bones, the slot's always going to be attached to the tackle. So he's always going to be that third man, three man surface. So if, even if you get a tight end, he might still be in, even if it's a wing, it doesn't matter. We're always going to cloud it. Now, this is where it changes. If I get motion to me and I'm the corner, I'm blitzing the motion. I'm the pitch man anyway. 
go get the pitch man. Okay. I want to be, have enough width that I can do that. Now, how do we, how do we figure this out in the secondary for the safeties? We're giving a flip call and this is why it's so important. And I'm going to talk about when we get a double stack, why we've got to make sure that we're talking a double switch. So the safeties are going to communicate, hey, I've got a switch on my side. Hey, I worst sky on my side. So anytime I get motion to the stack, we're going flip, flip, flip. And all flip is a super rotation. So the safety's working to replace the corner. He knows he's blitzing it. So the moment that that guy crosses, that corner is blitzing vertically to go meet the pitch. That safety is expanding over top, and he's going to now assume any kind of uh, cloud rule for the corner. Remember, you still have two receivers. And then the boundary safety, again, is going to work. Just like he would if his guy was motioning, he's going to work to now just try and get to the guard so that we can play we can play that stack one side is running split the other side is running cloud and we're going to send that corner right now anytime that we get a flex set we're basically killing the sam in any kind of any kind of pass responsibility and to be honest with you most of the time you don't want those guys in pass responsibility anyway we can play the triangle with the mic and if we just get drop, just pure drop back right off of that, Mike sees it. And he can all he's got to do is get to wall two. It's a really tight in there anyway. Most flex bone guys don't get in these wide splits; they get in tight splits, so it's not that far for them to go. Now, if we get the slot from the stack going to the split side, all we're going to get is the safety to the split side. It's going to sink down. We're going to give a, a choke, choke, choke for the corner, meaning that all he's going to do is is basically choke that that. Uh, wide receiver he's going to get closer to that wide receiver we're no longer running we're no longer running cloud and again if i get motion away from me it's man to man so i'm going to lock my eyes on that and then the the safety to the stack side is just going to start working again trying to get to the guard so that way he can get to the vertical of the split side uh if i get a corner to the motion again i'm mod corner away from the motion i'm going to i'm going to choke it and i'm going to play man so again let's go flex if we get a flex set we're going to go cloud, which we would call switch, is just to make sure, hey, we're switching. I'm now, the corner is now responsible for the flat. The safety is now responsible for the cap. Uh, and so if we get motion to the stack, the corner is going to blitz the motion. It's just like a cat call. We're, we're blitzing the motion. That safety is going to work down and outside, working that sail technique if it is a pass, making sure I get vertical. Um, and a lot of times what we ended up doing, if we really felt like, let's say it was second along, or let's say it was kind of maybe second and one, and we thought maybe they were going to take a shot or maybe they're trying to do something pass-wise, you could get those safeties to now stack that outside receiver so that way you kind of know it. I don't like that. I like them always kind of staying close to that tackle when we get any kind of a flex. So they're just going to stay close to that tackle. The moment that they get motion to it, he should be moving anyway. He's going to start working to the outside of that receiver. Now, if we get twirl motion, it's easy because if I get twirl motion, I'm hammering it down, and then we just play regular cloud to, to the stack. Jet motion is something that you see, uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about the jet motion. Uh, our offense love to do jet motion. We treated it just like an orbit. We would give a jet, jet, jet call, and that meant everybody needs to react quicker. You're not going to get a return motion off of a jet, right, because the, the angles aren't there. They're not going to send that guy in a jet 
to the quarterback and then reverse him right at the quarterback. It, that's a lot of that's a lot of people right there by the quarterback. So anytime we got a jet, everybody that was the only time where everybody kind of moved as quickly as possible. That corner's working to the line of scrimmage. We've got the safety working to get to replace the corner, and we got that boundary safety again working to stack that guard. We don't want to be flying over there, but we do want to make sure that we're a lot quicker when we get that jet motion. Now. This is one of our checks that we came up with at, at Midlothian, and I feel like it, it really helped us out. Anytime that we got a double stack, right, so we got double flex, we gave a Maui call because the kids were like, hang loose, right? Uh, this is our switch call. All it is is the hang loose sign. Well, when you go double hang loose, we want to make sure that we've got we've got double hang loose. So we called it Maui, 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 just so that it was different. So it wasn't just switch because when everybody's close and everybody's hearing switch, we wanted to make sure that everybody knew Maui, 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 because we wanted to tell every we wanted the secondary to understand what we were doing, but we didn't want to mess with anything. And, and again, when you have a unique language for a shell, you don't have to worry about does the outside linebacker know what we're doing? Does the mic know what we're doing? We're not changing anything coverage wise, but what, what we're doing is we're playing super aggressive to any kind of motion with the corners. So again, the corners are now, we, we know we're in a Maui. We know that we have the opportunity to have a double cat, which means that if we get motion, I'm going to cat it. If I get motion to me, I'm going to cat it. So both those corners have to be highly ready to go. We're both tilted in towards the flex so that one, if we, if we need to, we can just get into a sail technique. If we get any flat push to the flat or I'm ready to, plant trigger down on any motion or plant and trigger vertical for any kind of vertical. So again, it's the same thing with the flex. It's just, we've got a double flex and we called that Maui. It was double, it was hang loose. So we got a double, we got a double switch, which means we were now going to run Maui. All right, let's go in again. What we did in the first, in part one is we went through every single formation that we normally got. And so what we're going to do now is talk about, well, what if we get unbalanced? So I get, I get unbalanced, right? I've got two receivers. This is all this is, we call this over, okay? And I've got my two slots. Well, I'm going to, anytime I get a single receiver, I know for the corner, I'm going to play that like, man, boundary safety doesn't cross the center. So if the slot to the unbalanced side, to the three receiver side starts moving, all we're going to do, that boundary safety is going to work to the tackle and give a switch call because essentially we've made a stack. Our biggest thing, was if you're down, you're down. You don't go up once you're down. So for the corner, if we get a overset and it's unbalanced, that corner is already down. He's taking that slot. I'm not really worried about the slot going vertical off of it. He's got a choke technique. The moment that we get motion back to that single side or that open side, we want to make sure that we give a switch call. Now, we're in what's called flip. Okay, so anytime we get an over, and I explained this in part one, anytime we get an over, we're going to super rotate that. Our outside linebackers don't leave the box. Our box never changes. That was the biggest thing that we wanted. Our box doesn't change. So the free safety is going to get four by one off of the dead receiver. Everybody's yelling, dead, dead, dead. Okay, his eyes are on the slot. He's working through his man to the slot. All he's got to do is make sure I've got outside leverage. Corner knows that I'm in Meg because it's unbalanced. So we've given an over call by the corner. Everybody knows that it's over. Once they get the over call, we're going flip, flip, flip. The safety, know, the safety knows I'm going to roll down on top of the dead man. Everybody's pointing. He's dead. He's dead. 
I'm looking at I'm looking at the slot, and the boundary safety is now going to to stack that guard not crossing the a gap. The moment that we get motion, that free safety is not changing because if the moment that you start bringing that guy back, they're just going to run a screen out there. Okay, remember we're in the age of the spread. The spreads one. A lot of these flex bone teams are taking some of these spread concepts like RPOs. They're taking these screens or just kind of these now throws and they're implementing it into there because of the way defenses are playing. If you're going to play your corners at 10 yards off, they're going to throw nows to the receivers. Okay, so the moment that we start that motion, he's not going to change. He now knows that I, I'm, I'm now expecting toral motion. If I get toral motion, I am blitzing the outside of that 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 dead receiver. I'm I'm going now, right now. Set the edge because I know the ball is coming, and I need to be able to set the edge and let everybody rally to it. Uh, so, again, we're in over. If we get motion back to the overside, which would be the single slot side away from the imbalance, we're giving a switch call because that's what it's created. It's created a high low. We're going to get a push. We're going to get a push route and then we're going to get the slot. So the boundary safety needs to snap his eyes to the slot and the slot's going to tell him where it is. If we get what's called an over flex. So now instead of a three receiver look, we now have a wide receiver and a stack. So the safety, again, we're going to get a flip call. Safety again is looking at the slot. We're all pointing at the dead receiver. Sam's going to widen out and he's going to stack on top of the flex, the flex receiver or the dead receiver working thick through nothing changes. If I get motion back to the overside, right away from the unbalanced side, it just turns into a switch. So the corner now is going to take the pitch right now and the boundary safety is going to work. The one thing that you can get into trouble and that's where if you're watching this on YouTube, the one thing that I, I illustrate in this is a corner route by the single slot. And that's the one route that can hurt you. That's why that boundary safety has to get over there to the tackle because that's the one route that they can beat you with is a, some sort of a smash concept where you're getting a flat push by the orbit motion and then you're getting a corner route where all he's gonna he's got to work so if the corner it gets to the line of scrimmage and he sees that it's passed he's gonna open up and sail technique that and almost get like you would teach in a cover two smash anyway get to that midpoint right there so that ball has to sail over top of me so that way i can get i can help that safety gain a little bit of momentum but that safety is essentially playing man coverage from inside at about eight yards so the moment that you get that let's talk about uh these more spread alignments so now we've got what we would call slot twins so we've got a two receiver split out wide and traditional and then we've got a slot receiver uh on the other side so it's twin slot uh we're going to go ahead anytime we get this we're going to give a cloud call so cloud call just means we're going to play cover two. Now, if we wanted to just play this, we let's say it's one of those where they're getting wide splits with the slot and they're just trying to, they're just trying to get you out. All we're going to do is check what we call black. Black just means man. So if we go black, 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 everybody knows that it's man. Uh, so our man tags are all colors. The moment that he motions, we're going to travel with him. This is the only time that we're going to travel is any time that we check any kind of any kind of man coverage. If we go man, that's what we're going to do. So it, we, we have two ways to play the slot twin. We can either play it cloud or we can play it black. 
So we want to call, we want to play black because we feel like they're, they're really spreading us out. Now, if they get in tight, let's say they're super spread and they stack, we can go ahead and play switch. That's our man match cover two over top of a stack. It, but what we don't want is a safety, to, the, the Sam linebacker to have to work all the way out. So what we can do is if it's, if it's a distance set it, it, and we want to play regular sky, we can play regular sky. Okay, if we feel like we want that guy to be closer and we want to give that quarterback a quick read, we don't want the quarterback carrying the ball, then we can keep him there and we can go black. Okay, black tells everybody that we're in man coverage. So the moment that he motions, that safety who's with the motion has to go. Now, if they were to motion back to a slot or let's say the slot receiver motions back at, in an orbit, we check the sky. Everybody goes back. Hey, Omaha, Omaha check uh check sky check sky everybody's just moving back to sky and now i'm sinking down on top of the slot because i'm the safety away from the motion and then i'm working to the tackle working to the b gap because i'm now i'm the the person to the motion we're, we're watching a non-motion slot now the other side of this is what if you run cloud that's when we get a trap technique by the corner. Uh, this is really kind of the only time I like to run trap is if we run cloud that corner and he gets motion to him, it's the corner that's going. So remember, anytime we're down, I stay down. Anytime we're back, I stay back. So these, these are the top formations and the top uh, motions that you're going to see. Any return motion means I'm triggering it, I'm taking it. Any orbit motion for the safeties, I'm sinking towards it, and then I'm traveling with it, and, but I don't ever cross the center until I know the ball has crossed the center because you'll get in trouble to start running things back the other way. The other thing that you can do, and this was one of the things, you start really rocking and rolling with that motion, you're going to get F option the opposite way, and you don't have you don't have a pitch player. Uh, that, that's that's one of our best plays that we would run is we'd get them going with this motion. They start really hammering down, especially on uh, especially on short distance. They want to get numbers over there. Next thing you know, we reverse out and we're running F option uh, the other way to the to the to the open side. You've got everybody rocking one way. You don't have a pitch player on the other side. So really important to communicate. Let's go over the basics just to review. If I'm the corner and I have motion to me, I'm going to zone it. If I have motion away from me, I'm going to man it. If I'm the safety and I have motion to me, I'm sinking down slowly. If I'm the safety and my guy's motioning away from me, I'm just going to crab. I'm going to step replace, working no further than the guard, and then snapping my eyes through to two. Outside linebackers, if I'm sitting there and my guy leaves, I just want to walk down to the line of scrimmage. If I'm the outside linebacker and I get motion to me, it doesn't matter. I'm looking at the quarterback. I'm reading the non-motion slot. Right. He's his departure angle is going to tell me that's the biggest thing that the, the kids have to understand. And, and from all the flex bone people that I've talked to, this isn't like a wing T offense where they can give you a false key with a guard. Ninety nine percent of the time on most of these offenses, wherever that non-motion slot blocks, that's where the ball is going. So make sure that you understand that when you're defending this, keeping a split coverage shell really helps you alleviate pressure with motion. Uh, and it gives you a top-down mentality. Your kids can see it. I think, you know, that was the biggest thing for me, talking to my players, how what they liked. I mean, these kids grew up running the flex bone. Okay, so they saw it in middle school. They saw it in high school. They, they've seen it all the time. What do you like when you're defending the flex bone? Oh, uh, Coach, I like to be able to see it. I like playing down. Okay, so, and, and I prefer that as well. Uh, and I found it, it is much easier, much easier to play down than it is to play back. So that's why I don't like a, a cover three versus the flex bone. You start getting into some situations where 
you're a man short. If you're going to run cover three and do that, you better have a dude at, at free safety and basically just use him as a wild card, right? Get in a 6-1, let that guy sit there, clog all the gaps, and then let your free safety just be the wild card. I mean, that, we, when we played uh, South Oak Cliff that, the one year, uh, that's what they did. They had a kid. Uh, he went to, like, Arizona or Arizona State, free. They just put him at, they put him at eight yards. And he just sat there, and then he attacked. If you ever seen the Georgia versus Georgia Tech stack game uh, with Roquan Smith, basically just annihilated Georgia Tech over and over from that from that stack, that three four stack defense that they were running. Uh, that's essentially what you're doing with that if you if you want to run single high, uh, and you just man up your corners. So this is motions. This is part two uh, of our our series. The last part, which we'll go over next week, is going to cover cover the blitzes and the pressures. So I wanted to make sure we did formations, then the base motions, the different coverage aspects off of that, the communication piece off of that. Uh, the biggest thing, because I know this is going to come up, coach. How do you teach this? How do you how do you practice? How do you rep this? Do pods work half field uh, and just work the motions. Uh, that was the biggest thing for us. Most flex bone offenses run pods anyway within their practice structure. Uh, so defensively, it makes it really easy uh, if you would do the same when, when you're teaching that. So uh, when, when you're doing this, break it down into half and just have your have a half field work one motion and then have the other half field work the other motion. And you can get one, you can get more reps. And two, you really kind of get that, that communication piece off of it. And the biggest thing, again, uh, just – Again, make sure that you have a, a flex rule and you have a open rule and a sky rule and an over rule. Talk about everything. What are we going to do when we get too tight? What are we going to do when we get base? What are we going to do if it's a tight end? Are we going to change anything? Unbalanced doesn't really change anything because if they leave the tight end on one side uh, and you have a stack, you treat it like a stack. That would be the only difference. We played when we played Centennial, Burleson Centennial. They were different from us. We never had a tight end, so we would never leave a tight end on the back side. Uh, they had tight ends, and they would leave the tight end there. Well, that changes the way that you do things. You can't flip, right? You can't flip to the unbalanced. So you have to treat it just like you would regular. It's the line in the box that has to adjust to the unbalanced, not the secondary. The secondary doesn't have to adjust to it because you still have two eligible. So I got to run. I got to run my switch tag. I have one eligible, and then a receiver outside. I, re I run regular sky. It's kind of that, uh, you know, rhino, lion, hippo, left, hippo, right, whatever tag you give for unbalanced, it's the inside, it's the box that has to adjust if it's tackle over. If it's Y over, that's just flex. Now we're, now we're rotating with the secondary. So it's the biggest thing that you need to understand. If they move a receiver, the secondary is the one that changes. If they move a tackle, it's the line that has to change. It's the front seven that has to change. It's the biggest thing that will keep you in, in, uh, in track and keep you lined up. At the end of the day, line up correctly. Don't overexert yourself trying to fit up on these motions. Stay at home, and you'll have success versus the flex bone.